you know uh, inside, you know when something is uh, is not right and you really need to um, take care of yourself in those situations. Hello and welcome to Age-Free Woman. My name is Angela Seaborn. I am the creator and host and producer of this podcast, a podcast for women who refuse to allow age to be their cage. And we are listening to part two of episode number 10, Heroine in the Shadows, where I had the privilege to interview the lovely Sherry Henderson, who is Director General of the Intelligence Assessment Branch at CSIS. If you haven't listened to part one of this episode, I suggest you do that now. Lights, camera, action! Okay, Sherry, so another (laughs) question I have for you is, I realize the scope of interest of of what you, CSIS, do is on a grand scale, right? However, a primary part of what you do, I imagine, is detecting deceit. I'm sure over the years, all of your specialized training and experience in the field have heightened your talent to suss out a rat, so to speak. (laughs) And as a result, these abilities are just part of who you are. They're with you all the time, likely, like a second skin is what I'm trying to say. So the skills you've attained are priceless, I'm sure. However, even if the average citizen had 25% of your skills, it could prevent them from potential harm. So what can ordinary people like myself do to help themselves from such incidents as A, falling for a Ponzi scheme or a telephone scam, and B, avoiding becoming friends with or having a relationship with someone with a dangerous personality, like a narcissist, socio-psychopath, all of which could cause life-altering damage or even death. Can you think of any examples along the lines of both A and B to share with our audience? Well, I think uh, I think that's always an interesting question. And I think that's very difficult for a lot of people to answer. I don't know if the ability to be able to avoid those kind of pitfalls comes from being in the business that I've been in for years or comes from uh, being the person you are and the ability to uh, sort of stand up and say no when you recognize that there's something wrong. I think we women, maybe Canadians, uh, we tend to want to trust mm-hmm. and look for the good and think that, well, I wouldn't be doing this to somebody. So I just can't imagine somebody doing it to me. And that's certainly not the case. I think you need to always have awareness that not everybody is out there for your best interest. And you really need to not be afraid to say, no, this isn't, this isn't right. And there's something not quite right here. And I'll tell you a, Okay, I have a couple of, uh, of stories. One, when I first joined the service, I had gone out for an evening uh, at a concert down at the National Arts Centre with some friends of mine. And I was coming back and it was quite late and I realized I wanted some cream for my coffee the next morning. And so I pulled up in front of uh, a little dépanneur just across the street from my apartment. And luckily enough, I kind of parked right in front of the store. And when I went into the store, I was walking to the back and I saw 
a gentleman, I wouldn't call him a gentleman at all, actually, a man walking towards me. And the way he looked at me, I thought, he doesn't see me as a person. Now, I will say I was very aware of my surroundings. And that's one thing I always try to do is be very aware of my surroundings. And so I saw him and I recognized that he was not, that he looks at me as if I'm an object. And it was a very uncomfortable feeling. When I, he continued his way, I continued my way. And I went back and I got the cream. And when I turned around and looked through the store, it was one of those dinners so that the, the shelves are low and you can pretty much see everything. I thought, he's not in here anymore. Mm-hmm. And as I was walking back up, I was looking out the front door and I could, he peeked around the corner. And when he saw me, he quickly peeked back. And I thought, no, nah, this isn't good. So I went up to the cashier and I bought my cream and I thought, you know what? This guy has ill intent. It was something I just kind of knew. And so I said to the cashier, I said, look, there's a guy hovering around outside. He's making me a bit uncomfortable. I'm going to go to my car, which is right in front. Can you please watch as I go to my car and then I'll wave to you when I'm in. So as I came out, the guy said, yeah, no worries. He looked a little confused. Like that was a weird request, but. I went around, went to my car, which was parked right in front, and I could see him, the bad guy, around mm-hmm. the corner of the building, and he was starting to come towards me. And I looked up and I waved at the cashier, and the cashier looked and waved at me, and the guy saw it, and he just dis- took off and disappeared. And I got mm-hmm. in my car, and, and, and off I went. And I thought, you know, there's a time when I recognized enough that something was wrong, Mm-hmm. And I needed to make sure that I could set the stage for um, my own safety. And yeah. I didn't, I didn't care really what the cashier thought. And I think often we yeah. worry too much about what other people think and too much mm-hmm. about people thinking that, oh, you're just foolish. And, oh, you're reading too much into that. Oh, don't worry. But, mm-hmm. you know. And inconveniencing somebody. Exactly. And watch you trust them, yourself. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And in the end, that I should have gone back the next day and thanked that uh, shop owner or, or the guy working there. I didn't. I should have because really um, he did a, me a good service. Uh, but mm-hmm. also at the bottom line, it comes down to you kind of need to trust your instincts. Yeah. Um, you said you saw him and he was looking at you like like you weren't human. Like what, what kind of look was yeah. that? It was just... His eyes were dead. Mm. <laughs> that sounds very mm. odd, perhaps, but there was no emotion or mm-hmm. humanness in his mm-hmm. eyes. He mm-hmm. just, his whole body language, you know, we always talk about you should read, uh, there's 5% is verbal communication and the other 95 is nonverbal. And mm-hmm. we as humans are really adapted to the nonverbal. Um, but I don't think we recognize that very much mm-hmm. anymore. And so I was able to, at that point, recognize and then act on what I what I recognized and what instinctively I think I knew. Perhaps it was my lizard brain part. <laughs> and and did you like feel anything in your body when you saw him? Like did you get the very cold? uncomfortable? Oh, okay, so, very yeah. uncomfortable. I agree with you when you said, but we think people have our best interests in in mind but that's not necessarily true no if people can take there's a lot of people out there that if they can take advantage of you they will mm-hmm. um 
my grandmother was uh, lovely, missed my grandmother, passed away a few years ago. And mm-hmm. she, uh, when I was living in Vancouver at that point, I get a, I got a phone call from her. And she said, oh, Shri, she said, you're going to be first angry with me. And then you're going to be very proud of me. And I said, <laughs> what happened? <laughs> so, <laughs> she, uh, she had got a phone call. Uh, and it was an individual that was trying to commit, said they were with the police and they were trying to mount a sting operation at a local bank. And could she please go up to her bank and withdraw some funds? And then they, because what they found were that people were coming and attacking these women as they were leaving the bank and walking home. And so my grandmother, thinking she was helping out, right, went up to the bank, took out a large sum of money and was walking home. And she said, you know, I'm, she was walking home. She says, there's something not quite right here. And there was a post man delivering the mail. And she walked up to him. She said, you know, I'm a little uncomfortable. This is what's going on. And he said, ma'am, he said, someone is trying to take advantage of you. He said, so I'm going to escort you back to the bank uh, and we'll call the police. And so I look again, there was my grandmother, somebody was trying to take advantage of her, she thinking she's helping and doing, you know, Mm -hmm. a good service, helping the authority figures. But then as she went on, she realized that, yeah, there was something very wrong with this scenario. And again, thanks to that um, post uh, postman that supported her and helped her. Sure. She later, she did speak with the police officers and she said that, oh, my granddaughter's going to be so angry with me for falling for this. And the police <laughs> officer said, you know, ma'am, that you just tell your granddaughter that you did exactly the right thing. This happened, but you recognized it. You did the right thing and you went up and spoke to somebody who could help you. Uh, and so, you know, there's just a couple of examples of how you really have to trust your beliefs and intuitions and realize in a lot of cases you're right and people that are telling you to you're being way overreactive or way overprotective or you're worrying way too much um you know uh inside you know when something is uh, is not right and you really need to um, take care of yourself in those situations yeah that's very good on your grandmother's part because you know you can get fooled and grandmothers come from a different era. So she wants to help, especially if she knows what her granddaughter kind of feels she's and oh, she's going to be happy too that I'm helping out with this. It shows that it doesn't matter when you figure it out. What matters is that you act on that feeling. And she could have been, da- that could have been yeah. super dangerous because it sounds like the guy was watching or something. Like, how would he know who to follow? Well, exactly. Right. And he's saying violent attacks. Like, exactly. That's and in those yeah. days, you're, you know, everything, we didn't have cell phones or anything at that time yet. They were just starting out. And so, you know, he would only need to, and you had your phone, your phone, your name was in the phone book with your address. And he, mm-hmm. the, somebody would mm-hmm. only need to stand outside the building, watch for the older lady, follow her up to the bank and wait for an opportunity. Exactly. And so, yeah, so she was very, I always said to her that, you know, that was, you did the right thing um, yes. by by stopping, recognizing, nah, I don't feel comfortable carrying all this money around. There's something wrong here. Mm-hmm. So anyway, just like I said, yeah. goes back to not everybody's in you out there for your best interests. And if something seems wrong, 
Yeah, it probably is wrong. And, you know, we talk about all those schemes. If it seems too good to be true and it's making you a lot of money, yeah, it's probably too good to be true. Um, so I think that comes down to, again, a bit of common sense, but also that recognition that, you know, trust yourself a bit and, and don't feel that you have to um, make sure that you're pleasing everybody, which I think in our culture, and maybe it's women too, we're always taught kind of to to make people happy and <laughs> that mm-hmm. traditional role, yeah. which uh, people take advantage yeah. of that. Yeah, I hope that the younger generation isn't feeling the same. But I mean, it, you're right, especially as a Canadian, that you don't want to be impolite. And yeah. if you're if you're rude to a man, then you could be looked as a bitch, yeah. right? And exactly. <laughs> meanwhile, embrace your inner so bitch. and yeah, exactly, <laughs> embrace your inner bitch. <laughs> and you know what? When people try to put that time thing on you, oh, we have to do it now, and you know, that's like usually a red flag too, right? Like we have to sign today or you have to do this now instead of saying, hey, I'm going to think about this and I'll call you back. You know what happened here actually in Chile is um, somebody had called me and they said they're from the police and he, was, he didn't speak English. Actually, first it was a little girl crying and, and I didn't know what she was saying. And then this man came on the phone and he said he's from the police and that there was an accident. I said, oh, me espousa. And I realized I was giving some information to him because I didn't, I don't speak Spanish very well. And he's basically saying that my husband had an accident. And so I right away just hung up the phone and called and, and text the emergency line for the Canadian embassy. Like for, and I said, hey, is, is my husband in the hospital? And they're like, uh, if he is, he, I don't think so because he's right beside me. <laughs> so I knew at that point that that was a scam, but it really got me because my emotions right away was, oh my God, he's hurt. What should I do? Like he probably wanted me to put, pay the bill, a medical bill or something. Probably. Right? Uh, probably. Yeah. It's, it, you, know, you just hit something very important is people when we start to get emotional about something if it brings emotions then often our logical thinking um runs away because <laughs> you're dealing with the emotion and what you need to do to manage that so and that's not that's not easy because then we're all like mr spock from <laughs> yes <laughs> yes and you know what another thing happened here in chile well a few things but i i was in an uber once and and I got a, a chilling feeling as soon as I sat down with this guy. So I remembered some training that I had about just being really personal with your abductor, kidnapper, whomever, if you know, or trying to find anything you had in common with that person to basically make yourself human. So I was like saying all of these things, talking his language and putting all these connections. And he, he did drop me off at my place, but I swear based on that, just that feeling that I did not feel good. Mm-hmm. And when he dropped me off, I, I didn't even go home. I let him drop me off at my hairdressers because I didn't want him to know mm-hmm. where I lived. But yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah, well, my politeness could have come in yeah. then, but I, I've learned my lessons from being polite. Right. You humanized <laughs> yourself. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. You, you have to really take care of your, of yourself. 
no one mm -hmm. is going to take care of you like you will take care of you but you have to trust yourself mm -hmm. to take care of you <laughs> are there any kind of like red flags or that are usually on your radar for somebody if they're if their intentions are deceitful or anything like that i don't know if I don't know if I'd say there's red flags. I suppose there probably are, but I guess really it comes back down to if you are uncomfortable and you know that something's wrong, back away and get out of this and get out of the situation as as soon as you as you can. Um, I, red flags. I think that's part of it. Um, that recognition. Yeah. Um, the realizing that some things are uh, too good to be true. I know that's cliche, but that's a very important rule to remember. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't know if I would have more red flags. I think it. I think sometimes your common sense, I guess, comes with uh, mm -hmm. wisdom. Whatever they say, comes with uh, age, and uh, and realizing that. You don't really owe anybody anything. Um, so don't try not to put yourself in those kind of situations. But I don't know. Does that help mm -hmm. a little? <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think so. I, I think we, we know a lot. A lot of us, like most people know a lot, is whether or not they tune into it. And or act on it. Yeah. And, and act on it, exactly. Mm -hmm. And the same goes for scams. Nothing should be so urgent that needs to be dealt with in that moment. Or even if you have a little inkling that just something is off and you just can't put your finger on yeah. it, like just to trust it and give yourself permission to get back to yeah, that. Exactly. exactly. Because if it's anything really worthwhile, then it'll wait. Yes, exactly. Exactly. You don't need to rush into There's no reason to rush into anything. Okay, that's perfect. <laughs> Take care, yes, you too. Have a lovely. Well, it is sort of Thanksgiving here. I realize, yeah. But have your have a lovely holiday Monday. You too. Bye for okay, now. Okay, bye bye. A very big thank you to Sherry Henderson, and also for Cesis for giving her permission to come on my show. Thank you. Well, did you have any takeaways here? One thing that really stood out for me in what Sherry said was, you have to set the stage for your own safety. And how do you do that? Well, given our conversation today, A, always be aware of your surroundings. B, remember that 95% of communication is nonverbal. And C, Trust your instincts. When you feel uncomfortable, act on it. Do not dismiss it because no one will take care of you like you take care of you. And that is really what it's all about. Setting the stage for your own safety. Thank you again for joining me. And from whatever platform you're listening to, select like or give me a rating and it helps other people find my podcast and remember until we meet again don't let age be your cage
You are a shining star.